Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and today I am back with the podcast where I meet and interview the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. So, uh, I hope everyone had a really good new year. I know I didn't really. (laughs) Um, I got the booster shot on the day before New Year's Eve, so December 30th. And so the entire next day, New Year's Eve, I felt like crap and I slept pretty much the whole day. And so I didn't do anything. I pretty much just sat at home, watched Netflix, and I was asleep by like two. I'm actually surprised I lasted uh, that long being awake. Um, But yeah, I went to bed by two. I slept terribly uh, that night and all thanks to the booster shot. But though it was a terrible not even, I wouldn't even say terrible, though it was not a very enjoyable experience after having gotten the shot. Obviously, I do recommend that everyone get the booster shot. Um, And if you're not vaccinated at all, get vaccinated. Um, That's super important. And yeah, but uh, let's get into this week's guest. Today, I'm starting off Uh, the first part of our So Far Sounds interview series. On today's episode, I'm going to be joined by founder of So Far Sounds, Rafe Offer. It was just great to talk to him and learn more about So Far Sounds and like what the motivation behind starting the company was because it's such a different kind of music event company. Like, I don't know how many people listening have heard of the company, but what So Far Sounds is, it's a music event and venue company that they basically host live performances in like really unconventional spaces uh and it's really cool and the motivation behind it was uh great as well so it was great to hear Rafe's own story like the backstory behind the company so yeah this is the first part of a two-part so far sounds episode series next week I'm going to be joined by one of the artists from so far sounds so that's going to be really cool that's a really cool interview and can't wait for you all to hear that but this week we have the founder of the company Rafe Offer yeah I hope you guys enjoy the episode and I will see you all next week okay so I'm here with Rafe Offer founder of So Far Sounds thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today welcome yeah thank you so much Layla my pleasure yeah of course um, so before we get started, get into all of the nitty gritty on what So Far Sounds is and uh, why you started the company, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about who you are and uh, what you do? Sure. So I am from Chicago and bopped around the U.S., East Coast, West Coast, South <laughs> for a while working for big companies before moving with my wife and dogs to London as a little bit of an adventure where I stayed a little longer than I thought I would because it's a great city and uh, 
uh, more dogs and two kids. And um, that's where I'm talking to you from. Great. So you're in London. I'm, I'm very jealous. I, I've never been to London. It's a very cool city, like you said. So I, I hope I can go there someday. Well, you now have a new friend here. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely make sure you have a good time when you do come. Yeah, awesome. And like you said, you are the founder of So Far Sounds. Do you mind going into detail about why you started the company and how that came to be? Sure. So I'm not a musician. I'm just a big fan of music. And one night, about 11 plus years ago, I was in a bar with two friends just hanging out, listening to a band called the Friendly Fires, who were kind of blowing up over here. In a, but it was in a really intimate space. And as a fan, I like to you know lean in and enjoy the music. But I was shocked, as were my two friends, that you know, we really couldn't even hear this band that is already loud because literally half the room was talking. And then a few people were taking pictures or texting or going over the bar and the bar noise was loud. I was just kind of thinking, what's wrong with this picture? You know, you go to any other form of culture, like a movie or let's say the opera, and people are respectful, but we couldn't even hear the music that we had paid for, and even the other people who paid just didn't care. So that just frustrated us. So we're just like, we got to figure something else out. And I definitely think So Far Sounds is a perfect alternative to that. Do you mind going into detail about how So Far um, changes that setting into something a lot more accessible for people who want to actually go to shows and enjoy the music for you know what it should be? Well, thank you for that, first of all. And I guess to continue the story, we just were like, let's put on a gig in one of our houses and end up being my house. And let's just ask people to come sit on the floor and not talk. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean you can't sing along, clap along, cheer, whatever. But it was just about being focused. And we did one, we did another one, we did a third. And the thing we started to realize was having people in a small space, emphasis on small or intimate, you know, like a hundred people or less and having them just focus and put their drinks away, their phones away, and just almost like a a Zen thing, a meditative thing, or however you look at it, just a real intent on listening to the music that helped us and the others who came really enjoy the experience that, well, people told us to at another level, uh, from the typical experience that I was describing earlier. And then we did other things like we decided not to announce who the bands or musicians were because that then allowed people to discover new music and also not come only for one act and then talk throughout the quote-unquote support act or the act after that. By doing it also in a secret location, we we were just trying to make it a bit of a surprise and also take away the normal rules that apply when you go to a quote-unquote normal gig, uh, not to mention have nicer toilets and, and a different environment. So we wanted just to have an intimate gig, and what ended up happening with all that is it started to build a community, and people wanted to come back and and enjoy that vibe that I was describing. And then the final thing I'll say was the bands loved it. You know, they just came and said, look, we'd never played a gig where people were so focused on our music, especially when 
it was a new act, uh, which we still do today, mostly, and people didn't know our music, but they actually listened. Right. I, I love the idea of not announcing who the artists and bands are before the show, because like you said, people will want to go for just one person and then, you know, not be super interested in the other um, performers. And so I, I really like that aspect of it. Um, but my next question was going to be, how did so far go from just being in London to being a global company now in more than 300 cities, which is incredible, by the way? Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of surreal for me. We did it because, or it happened because London is a city where a lot of people come through and people would come to the first few events here and then say, well, I'm going back home to fill in the city. And they'd say, you know, be nice if there was a similar vibe here in Paris or Madrid or New York. And I just said, well, that's, there's no reason not to. Uh, and I would just say, you can create your own thing. And people just started to say, well, we'd love to be part of whatever this community is you're building. And so what happened in the first few years, and it still happens, is people would go back to their city after experiencing it in one of the cities we're in and say, what do I need to start it here and be part of this community? And I just said, just call it so far if you want and make sure that all those things that we are doing around respecting the music happen in your city. The real answer is it was a lot of late nights, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> calls. Uh, Skype was bigger then, now it's Zoom, whatever the format is. I just was really excited to allow people to do the same thing wherever they wanted to. And then the artists started to say, hey, you know, if I'm traveling to another city, let's say Philadelphia, and do you have so far there? And if we didn't, we'd try to get it going. And then it allowed musicians to have a warm welcome and that vibe wherever they traveled. And it just sort of steamrolled and uh, didn't get much sleep for about five years, but <laughs> uh, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And you mentioned um, So Far Philadelphia. So Far Philadelphia is actually um, the So Far city that I am most familiar with because I am based out of Philadelphia. I've been to about two or three different So Far shows mm. um, in Philadelphia, I think. And mm. I've also been to other live shows that are not So Far um, in Philadelphia. And comparing them, I mean, it's almost so hard to compare them um, mm. because they're so vastly different types of atmospheres, but I so much prefer um, being at a so far show because not only do I get to discover new music that I would never really listen to or seek out on my mm. own. And then afterward, I like listen to these new artists and like discover a new sound for myself that I never thought I'd be interested in. And then it's just like a way more positive atmosphere that I enjoy for myself. So I definitely way more prefer the so far vibe than like a regular live music it's called event yeah That's, like a traditional yeah. event yeah. yeah yeah and another question how do you think so far sounds and this new concert venue that you've created with the company how do you think that's impacting the live music and concert industry sure so first let me make something clear we didn't invent 
a gig, you know, in a living room or intimate space that's been going on for centuries. And I just sort of did this in a way that was selfish to myself because I, I wanted to hear music in the way you you so eloquently just described, you know, in, in a different sort of environment. But we just we just did it in a way where we were obsessing over the quality of the music, uh, stuff we loved. We've never brought on any artists because they're popular or they have so many likes on whatever platform. It was just because the people in Philadelphia or whatever city we were in liked and liked the the style of music. And I would say that, 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 that then the thing that we did that was a little different was we made it global. And so we made this community. And I would say that we tried to connect the, the, the global community in a way uh, that made it feel like a place that artists could go, uh, you know, and have a home wherever. Yeah. I had an interview yesterday mm. with Like Water, mm. Kristen Taylor, who... Oh, wow. Yeah, works at Sofar. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And she was saying how, um, like you said, you want the artist to feel like they can have a home anywhere in the world to play music. And she was saying a similar thing, how, you know, all of these cities, um, she feels like she, she played in um, mm. Italy. And mm. she's just like, I, you know, that was one of her favorite places to play that she wants to go back. And she's like, you know, it's, I definitely got that from her. And so hearing you say that, it definitely like, seems like it's something that is probably a common thing among the artists at so far. So, so that begins to answer your question about how we make a difference. Yeah. When you have people who are super fans in any city come and an artist is unknown and then they burst out of the room spreading the word to their friends, that is a really good way to get an early fan base. And because we're now in, in so many cities, we know that we can get artists a gig in lots and lots of places. We do our best to pay. Uh, when I say we do our best in many cities, we're still a volunteer project, but wherever we're ticketing, we get them paid some money. We get them you know, early on adopter fans and we give them a part of a community where they feel encouraged to try new things and where we hope that they can build their career and build more fans locally or wherever, like Kristen, they travel. I think also we know that this works just in terms of that early start because we've had more than 80, 80 musicians go on to win or get nominated for, for Grammys who played wow. so far before they were known. And, and so we know that this is the kind of fan that really, you know, can help that their careers, but also recognizes talent. Yeah. And that actually was one of the fan questions, which we are going to move on to now. We have some questions from Hollywood Hero listeners for you about so far. Um, so the first is how did so far adapt to playing music or putting on shows during the pandemic? It was tough. It's tough for everybody. We kind of woke up, you know, like the next day saying, oh, we were almost doing a thousand gigs a month and now we're doing zero. Yeah. So that was tough. But like so many other companies, we pivoted to online. And within two weeks, we were up and running again, doing shows. And while it wasn't at the scale, it was something 
and we decided to make them all free and we decided to ask for donations and to give 100%, including any transaction fees, to the artist. So we were able to help at least one artist a day, which was nowhere near 30,000 a year, which we were doing before, but it was something. Then we started doing private events, like let's say it was somebody's birthday party, or we worked with a company who wanted to have a special Zoom show or YouTube uh, performance. So we did that as well. And that was a way to get artists paid substantially more money and allow us to keep the lights on a bit. It was still pretty, pretty brutal. But by focusing on those, those things, it really helped. The final thing we did was we innovated. So we have a lot of ideas that we just never got around to because we were so busy. But when you have this great global pause, you can not only innovate and try new formats, which we'll be launching soon, but also to just make the whole process a bit better for artists and for ourselves, because we had all that, that, that extra downtime. And before we talked a little bit about how so far um, has an impact on artists and how being an artist with so far can benefit artists generally, this next question pertains to that. This person said, I'm a very small artist who hasn't had any opportunities to perform live, especially due to the pandemic. Once live shows start to happen again, would so far be a safe place to start? Yeah, I mean, that's a lovely question. And I would have, I would hope it would be yes. The reason why first, let's use the word safe, safe, we're being very careful with COVID regulations, all our shows at the beginning are outdoor, with proper social distancing. So we're, we're wherever we are, we're, we're just really being very, very careful. But also, I think the question meant safe in terms of to get going. Yeah, I mean, we, we see ourselves as a artist discovery event and platform, and we see ourselves as a place where someone can come and play, no one knows you, and that's okay. And people lean in and they really, really listen. And we don't care, as I said before, if you're yeah. popular or not like so many others do, and we don't ask you, God forbid, you know, to pay. Sometimes artists are asked to pay or to bring fans to whatever bar they, they go to uh, so the, the, the fans can buy lots of drinks. Uh, we, we don't do any of that. We just say, just show up and we'll bring you your, hopefully your, your newest fans. So we try to make it easy. And a part of that safety is also in a way, the safety to focus on your music, the safety to, you know, to have time so that you don't have to worry about marketing your show, you just show up. Yeah. And a part of that answer was, you know, not having to worry about bringing fans to a venue, just being able to show up and showcase your music. And this next question was, are there any artists from so far who have become, you know, really well known and have acquired large fan bases after having performed with so far for a while or at all? Sure. So I will never take credit for anyone's career. We're a small part at the beginning, but I know we, we have, we've been there and we've helped in our own way. I remember getting a call from a friend who's in the music business named Tom and said, I've got this 14 year old artist, probably never played before live, maybe once. Um, would you put her on? He played me one of her songs. I thought it was great. We took a chance because she was really early. And 
that was Billie Eilish. And, and so I right. think that this sense of, yeah, so we, we would never take credit for her career, but we know that we were there at the beginning and we did help in a bit. We know Leon Bridges, if you know um, that amazing performer from Dallas, very early gig for him as well. And we made a video and I know he, he and his manager were, were very thankful for the video that helped promote him in, in the early days. A band over here in London, Bastille, we were really helpful for them in their early days in getting a great audience as well as getting them their first radio play because someone from the, a big radio station with the BBC was in the audience. I, I have at least 30 other stories like that. And it's just super gratifying that we were there to help them. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing that you have those, not not necessarily connections, but those stories that you were there at the beginning of those artists' careers and to see where they are now. Not that you're taking credit because you said that already, but it's still an amazing... It's totally a great feeling. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I remember when Hosier, if you remember him, uh, yeah. that he, he played a very early gig in Manchester for his career. And again, people exploded out and were really, uh, you know, blown away. There were only like 55 people there. <laughs> I remember so many great stories, but you know, somebody absolutely loved uh, loved him, and and Jose was joking with the guy and said, you know, I love your dungarees. <laughs> I still had to figure out what that was, and and the guy just took them off. <laughs> And threw them up at Josier, you know, like something you might see in a stadium, yeah. but it was a tiny room and, you know, just strip them off and goes, here you go. Here are my dungarees. You're so amazing. Wow. Just, you know, these just little gems of stories are, 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 are uh, a big, a big part of, of what we get the joy from. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the last question that I have uh, from the fans is what are the most popular so far cities or even what are your favorite so far cities that you've. Uh, Gosh. shows. So uh, popular is easy. It's cities you might expect, New York and London are neck right. and neck always. And I would say the one that's the biggest surprise is Istanbul. Yeah. Istanbul, yeah. I mean, what an incredible exotic city. It has a really excellent video team and their their videos of their shows uh, blow everyone else in the so far orbit away just in terms of views we've created quite a scene and i think maybe it's because there's not a lot of alternatives in istanbul for for live music and the team there's just done a wonderful job it's super popular like if you want to go to a show in istanbul and the you know our, our rooms are usually average of 70 80 people there's usually two or three thousand people who want to come so it takes a while if yeah. ever to get in there uh, so I think then the other obvious suspects are like LA, Chicago, Madrid is also quite big. Buenos Aires. In terms of my favorite, that is such an unfair question. <laughs> it's like saying which which is your favorite, you know, cousin or, or child. So I think it's wherever I am. I, I literally have been blessed and never gone to a show that I didn't like. So I think it's like wherever I am at the moment. I've been to two shows in Philadelphia. One was in a like a, a former dentist's office. It was so random and crazy cool. Yeah. And you know, uh, the other Philly show I, I saw was was just in a really uh, interesting um, on on the stage of an old high school. So you know, you can just find cool stuff everywhere. Yeah, I 
I actually was at a Philly show at, I think, probably the same dentist office you're talking about, my favorite show. So, really? yeah, definitely. No way. For sure. Not kidding. Um, yeah. So, uh, those are all the questions I had for you today. Thank you so much for that amazing interview. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add about the company or about yourself before we wrap things up? Yeah, I think to everybody, just support live music. Now we've had this horrific year where musicians have had to figure out how they were going to earn a living or even eat. And I think now that we're coming back and music is coming back, and I would say that that would be all culture, whether it's theater, music, uh, anything, that's been off, you know, they're going to, they're going to need our support. And so far it's coming back. We've started our, our, our gigs again. So, you know, please come and support the artists through so far, but honestly, through anything you can locally go and, you know, spend your money on tickets if you can and, and, and support these wonderful people who really are a big part of why, at least me, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy living. So, that's what I'd say. So from here on out, everyone just support live music, be respectful of all performers. And um, yeah, that's all I had for everyone today. Thank you, Ray, for an amazing interview. And um, uh, where can the listeners find, um, I mean, so mm. far on social media, you on social media, sure. anything like that? Yeah, thank you for that. So for tickets and learning about events, it's simply so far sounds.com so far sounds.com we're then also so far sounds on instagram and any of any of the platforms youtube we have loads and loads of content you could go down the rabbit hole for days and days see some amazing videos like the first billy eilish performance and many others uh so i think that's that's a good way and we are in many many cities across america and the world so hopefully you can find something. If you can't, then get in touch off the website and say, hey, I'm in such and such a city and I'd love to get it going over here because we're always trying to put on more events. Perfect. All right. So definitely make sure to check out So Far Sounds on their website and on social media and make sure to check out Hollywood Hero Pod on social media, um, Instagram. And uh, that's the end of the episode. I will see you all next week. Bye.